I have a lot of favorite scriptures, but this is probably among some of my favorite. And um, just a little something that I've been thinking about for a little while. And uh, the thought that I have tonight. So, Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. You're the salt of the earth. The salt is lost, the Savior will wish shall it be salted. It stands for good for nothing but be cast out in the trodden and the true man. You are the light of the world. The city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick that giveth light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I ask you to touch today, God, to check one in this building, the life and the heart. Lord, that you would minister to us, God, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Maybe seen. Um, again, I don't plan to be very long with this tonight, but I do want to be kind of precise with some things here tonight. Um, have you ever had a kid to, you you be doing something, you, whether you've been in the middle of working on a project or, or it's kind of usually when it happens, you're working on a project, and the kid just come up and just start asking you what you're doing. You tell them. Then they say, why? How come? Why? Perhaps you were that kid that done that. I remember doing that a few times in my life. Um, I've always asked a lot of questions. I always ask a whole lot of questions. And uh, I remember being my dad or somebody and just begin they're doing something. I'd say, well, how come? Why? Why, why are you doing that? How come? And just begin to ask questions. I, I've had some irritating kids do that to me sometimes, just like, kept on, kept on, kept on. And I'm like, just shut up. Go away. Leave me alone. But to tell you the truth, why? I say why. Why? Why is a very important question to us. Why is it really, really important question to us? Tonight, there's a lot of people who's not here. And the reason they're not here is because of their wife. Somebody might be thinking, I don't understand, but Lord, just give me, give me a chance here tonight. A lot of people are doing a lot of watch tonight. but they're not sure why. I want to talk about this tonight. Um, I want to talk about knowing your why. I have been on a, I have been on a journey for the last eight to nine months to better figure and understand my, my why in my life. Why do I do what I'm doing? 
In order to do anything well, you've got to know why you're doing it. You, you've got to know why you're doing it. The, the last two months we've been working a tremendous amount of overtime, something we don't usually do a lot. Worked a lot. I think I'm having one Saturday off in, in uh, two months. And I guess I'm thankful to have a job. The alternative is to not work at all. I'm thankful to have a job, be able to work. But I have found a time during this process of overtime, I've been a little frustrated because I look around and I think, what do we even have to work on? And I've asked this question. I've had two or three other guys that has been working over me to ask the same question, Brother Donnie. They, they've come to me. I don't know how many times these two particular guys, and actually some others have come to me and said, why are you working over? And my response, Brother John, has been, I don't know. And, and Brother Donnie, I, they keep telling us we got all kinds of work to do. Yet I know some of the guys in the shop, they're sweeping the floors. They're struggling to find something to do. They're making, making up things for them to do. And yet, some of us have been working over. And I've, I pleaded and asked, hey, why don't you give me a list of everything that needs to be done? And that way, um, we can help get the stuff done. But as much as anything I wanted, Brother Donnie, is I wanted to, I wanted to answer that question that I'm talking about tonight. Why? Why am I doing this? And I know you might be kind of still wondering where I'm going with this tonight, but just, um, I've found that if I know why I'm doing something, it makes what I'm doing a lot easier. Amen. Or a lot more tolerable. How many likes to take medicine? Anybody just enjoy? I know we got, I know we got a, a sect of people nowadays that evidently loves taking prescription medicine. They're addicts or whatever. But in general, I can remember being a kid, Brother Donnie, I hated taking medicine. They don't do like they used to. You know, used to that I was young, I'd go to the doctor, and if I was sick, Martin, I, I could take it. I could uh, say, look, I don't want to take the pills. Give me a shot. Anybody else like that? Or you just didn't have the pills. I just didn't have a shot. Get one shot. Used to they give you a, they give you a shot and strong enough to take care of the whole thing, and I just be done with it. But I hated. But you know what? When they did give me the shot, they give me the pills. And you may not be like this, but I, my thinking is this: I don't like to take them pills. But really, Cliff, if I know why I'm taking them, it makes the water a lot easier. I'm taking them because if you've ever had a... My, my particular sickness that I always dealt with when I was younger was strip throat. Anybody ever had strip throat? You ever had a what they call a back set of strip throat? You know what that is? That's when you don't get over it real good because you didn't take your medicine like you should have. Within another week or two, you get it all over again and it comes back worse than it was the first time. I've had that happen about once, twice, Brother Donnie. So it made me taking pills makes it a lot easier to take the pills when they give it to you. Okay. So I don't know if we're totally getting here yet. So, so let, let, me, let me just help us. If you don't know why you're doing something, then the what in your life really doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter if you don't know why you're doing it. Because here's the thing. Envision. You're playing, what's the game? Uh, used to link, link arms together. Red Rover. Have you ever played that game? Link arms and you hang on for dear life because somebody's going to try to break through. Ain't that the game, right? You know. How many of you have just playing that game and somebody come and you're just like, that time they get there, you're just like, I'll just fall or something. You, you didn't have a problem letting go of the hand, or, or, or even if it started hurting or something, you, it starts hurting, you just let go. Let them go. It's easy to let go, right? Because the why really doesn't matter. But envision with me that any of you, if you had kids or you have a spouse or, or somebody that you love very dearly, and all of a sudden you're uh, walking along the long a tall cliff, and I'm talking about a really deep, deep embankment. If somebody fell off it, Brother Donnie, they would die. And as they fell, the person he is walking with, you reached out and you grabbed their arm. And Brother Donnie, you're sitting there hanging on to them with your arm literally feeling like it's about to fall, fall off or pull out of your socket. You're not just going to let them go. What you're doing is hanging on to that person. But the why in that, Sister Ashley, is because there is a life that's dependent on it. There's somebody that you love, somebody that you care for. When you have a when you know why you're doing what you're doing, it makes your what a lot easier. And what I'm doing there, Brother Donnie, is I'm hanging on to somebody and I'm trying my best to keep them from dying and losing their life. And if it's my wife or my kids or, or any of you far as that goes, I'm gonna hang on with everything I got within me. I'm not gonna let them go. I remember several years ago we me and my brother and Brother Gibby and several of us from the Star Bethlehem decided to go uh, white uh, water rafting in um, Mammoth Springs, Arkansas. And, and uh, me and me and Brother Gibby was in a, in a canoe together, and we was going down the we was going down through there, Brother Brother Donnie, and all of a sudden we hit some pretty turbulent rapids and stuff like that. And our boat, boat turned over, and my and Brother Gibby's boat turned and went against these trees. And I thought this water's just uh, it's trees out in the middle of this water was just everything it could go against. Me and Brother Gibson tried to get that that boat, that canoe. Brother John, we tried to get it loose and we could not get it loose. Finally, my brother and, and uh, I don't remember who was with him. I think it was my cousin Tony was with him. And, and it took all four of us with everything we had within us pulling on that boat against that current to finally break it free and get that boat loose. And, and about that time, my brother got swept into the current, well, the swift part that was holding it, and I reached out and I grabbed him. I'm holding on to him, trying to pull him back in. And all of a sudden, he, he screams at me, he said, let me go! You're about to pull my arm off! <laughs> With the current, I had a hold of the trees, and I had a hold of him, holding on to him, and finally he says, let me go! You're, my arm's about to pull out a socket. Well, at that point, it was easy to let him go because I just let him go and he's like, whoosh, went on down the river, you know, and, and I, I knew he was going to be all right. But Brother Cliff, if that had been the situation where I knew it was like a whirlpool or, or he was going to go over a dam or something like that, I don't care what my brother would have said to me. 
He could have screamed. He could have yelled at me. He could have done anything he wanted, Brother Donnie, because what I was doing was depending on why I was doing it. At that point, it would have been, I, I'm, I'm saving his life. And at that point, the wild wasn't as important because I, I, I guess I was just trying to get him back there so he, we wouldn't, he wouldn't have to go pick him up or whatever, whatever the case was. But when I realized, okay, it's not that important that I hang on to him, that he breaks his arm. But what didn't matter as much as the why at that point? Am I making sense to anybody? Amen. I read this text, and I really, I've been thinking about this probably for the last week, and, and, and I'm searching scriptures and trying to find a verse that I maybe could plug in. I guess a lot of them, but I just kind of settled on this one. Because I think the reason the house is not full tonight is people don't know why. I'm glad you're here tonight, and I hope you know why you're here. I hope you know why you're here. I hope it's not just, I hope you're wise just not to get out of the house or just to, uh, whatever may be the case. But I hope you're here because you know why you're here. Because your what is a lot easier if we know why we're doing it. Amen. And Jesus told them, he said, you are the salt of the earth. And then we can concentrate on the, you know, if the salt loses Savior, you know, all this basically loses its saltness. What good is it? You know, I, salt can lose its taste and not be what it's supposed to be. He says, You're the light of the world. Listen, church, that is why there. That is why we do what we do. Amen. That is why I get up in the mornings and I read my Bible and I pray before I do anything else. <coughs> I am the salt. I am the light of this world. He, he, he makes a point with it. He said, you know, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. What's the purpose of a candle? We, we have candles all through our house, and our candles, our house is not for uh, for light unless the electricity goes out anymore. It's, uh, most of the ones we got is they, they uh, smell good, make the house smell better. Everybody got those in your house, you know? You know but we had Bethany's wedding tonight, we had way too many candles, okay? So now that a lot of these candles that that um, we had other places, now we, we just light these candles. Why are we lighting these candles? Because the purpose of us lighting candles is, is for it to smell good. These don't smell good. Why do we even light them? It's not dark. But it's cool, isn't it? <laughs> Get rid of them. And most of them stuck in a cabinet somewhere. When, when it burns out, we just put more. But, but in the Bible time, they didn't have electricity where you, you turn a light switch on and, and we enjoy the light. No, we didn't, they didn't have that. They needed candles. And the whole purpose was a candle was not like what you and I have candles for now just to, for a show or to look good in your house. The whole purpose of the candle was it was to light the room up. There was no sense of lighting a candle if you was just going to cover it up. And, and this is where we are with, with uh, in life. I wish the house was full. But it's not tonight. Brother Cliff is one that pushes us so much to worship. And we should worship. Absolutely. Especially in the house of God. And the reason people won't a lot of times worship is they don't know why. The 
what is the worship that the wise? I don't know. You can ask yourself that question right now. Why do we worship? And I'm not looking for my answer out loud. I'm at, you ask yourself, why do I worship? And if you don't, can't answer that question, chances are that's why you don't do it. Amen. I, I can ask, uh, you know, there are some people that's sick tonight and they would be here. Sister Warren would be here and I know that Sister Penny would be here tonight and they're really sick and and they're, but there's they're some tonight. I, I can go ask them. I can say, why do you go to church? And if they don't come regular all the time, there's no telling what they would tell me. But those who us that, that we need to understand why I go to the house of God. Why do I pray? Why do I read my Bible? Why? I say, why? Wow. There's a man by the name, I, I told you I'm not going to be real super long tonight because this is almost kind of a little bit of an introduction of things I'm, I'm going to get in. I want to get in some things before this is over on some midweek services of why we do what we do. I mean, well, let me, I'll get to that second. Let me, let me, the guy's name is Frederick. Uh, how do you say it? Nietzsche. Nietzsche. There you go. Anybody heard of Frederick Nietzsche? I think he's a German philosopher. He said, he who has a why to live can bear almost anyhow. Let, let me say that again. He who has a why to live can bear almost anyhow. If you know why you're living, there is nothing in this world can stop you from living. Mark Twain said this. He said, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why you were born. <coughs> Brother Donnie, you know, it's important that we're born, but let me tell you what, there's people that I've seen... That, that, that's went all the way through their life, Sister Lisa, and never knew why they were born. Let me tell you, if there's a 35, 40-year-old, I want to say man, because that's usually what it is, person that plays video games three and four hours a day, they don't know why they were born. Amen. Amen. Let me go farther than that. If there's something that, and that today is social media times, you know, not today, but our, our time is social media. If somebody, if they spend... Hours and hours a day on social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or whatever your venue of social media is. If you spend hours and hours, I mean, if you spend more than two or three hours a day on social media, you don't know why you were born. Amen. Why? Why? Every one of us, there is a big picture why. Oh, we live for God, okay? And number one is we want to see Jesus and go to heaven someday. Amen. Number two is I don't want to go to hell. Amen. Every year, I have a lot of trees in my house. Before the first mowing, I pick up all the trees and limbs around the house. I've got this spot, I pile them, and I make a fire. So it's been sitting there for a few days. Texas comes up back by the house and says, you going to burn that? He's ready to go burn it. I know he was. 
So I, I grilled this afternoon, so I was out there getting the grill going. I looked down and said, huh, I got well, mash in my hand. I'm going to get that going. Lit that fire, Brother David. And some of the limbs was long. I was trying to push them back over in there with it. And I, I, that fire was so hot, I'm thinking, I don't want to go to hell. Why? I, I know this is maybe a little slower here for tonight or us, but I want us to hear this. We've got to know why. People need to know why. Paul said in Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in God and Christ Jesus. We've got to get focused on the why and not stop reaching for it. Amen. Why did God bring you into this world? Because every one of us was brought into this world to worship and serve Him. Revelation 4 and 11 said that we was created to worship and worship Him. That's our main purpose. But outside of that, every one of us has got a different why that we're here. Obviously, Bethany's wife is so much entangled in playing music and singing. Obviously, Brother Texas is somewhat like that, but even beyond that, it's, it's, it's preaching and ministering. Every one of us has got a different why in our life. And we've got to find that because when we figure out what that why is, it makes the want a lot easier. Or the what? What we're doing. We've got to get focused on this thing. And, and there's some things that I, I'm going to talk about over the next few weeks. Uh, uh, you know, number one, why, why do I come to church? You know, there's people that, that come to our church occasionally. They're not here tonight, obviously. But uh, they, they say, I, I just don't think church is that important. Listen, if you don't think church is that important, obviously other people don't either, okay? Again, there's some here tonight that would be here. My wife, Sister Kayla, uh, Sister Penny, and Sister Lori, they'd be here tonight. And maybe a few others, you know. I know spring break, maybe there's some kids that might have been here. But, but let me tell you what. We don't, there's a, we don't just come here for socializing. Amen. Worship is part of it because worship gives you... Uh, it gives you fuel in your life. But hearing preaching is, is vitally important because that, that gives you faith. In, you know, and I'm going to get into some of that. Why, why do I worship? I, I know I mentioned Brother Cliff. He loves it. Worship is, is what's kept him in church. I'm guessing a whole lot. Now, I know he prays and all that. But worship is something that you, know, you give yourself to the world so much and other things like, well, this is something I can do. That's something anybody can do. I'm going to get into that. Why I tithe? And I'm not going to tell you what not I'm doing what, because if I do, why I tithe, somebody might not show up. Or I know why I'm not going tonight. <laughs> why I tithe? We're just in a simple thing. I, the Bible says you're, you're cursed if you don't. That's a good reason for me. I, that's enough what? Me. Why live holy? Why? 
I don't dress like other people in the world. Why I don't talk like other people in the world. Why I don't watch what other people watch or listen to what other people watch. Why? Because there's a... Brother Donnie, I, what I watch is dependent on why I'm holy. Amen. Am I making sense to anybody tonight? Amen. Why heaven matters. Have you ever heard a real good... I'm not going to say real good. How many have heard? When's the, this is to my shame, okay? When's the last time you can think of a sermon that you heard on heaven or hell? You're going to hear one on each in the midst of all this. Why heaven matters? Why hell matters, Brother Don? We, we've got to understand something in this, Okay? If we don't know why we're doing what we're doing, then chances are you're not going to do very good at it. Right. You can't do nothing effectively if you don't know why you're doing it. As I mentioned, I've been working over. Even, now, I don't never like working over, okay? Now, you might be one of those people. I did not be, all right? If I ain't good enough, I'm making them 40 hours a week. I don't want to work overtime. All that kind of stuff, that's fine. But he, here's the thing. If I had known, look, show me a big list. This is why we're working over. We have all this stuff. These are the due dates when they're due. And this is why we need you to work over. It would make my what of working over a lot easier. It's just like this. Somebody said, you mean I need to I need to not dress like that as a Christian? But if I could sit down with you and I could say, look, this is what the Bible says about that particular thing. This is what it says about it, and this is why you should or should not do it. Amen. It makes it a little easier. If somebody understands that the purpose of coming to the house of God, Brother Donna, if they know why they're coming. It makes what they're doing a lot easier. If they know why Brother Cliff pushes worship or I push worship or, or whoever gets up here and says, come on, let's worship God, it makes the what of worshiping a whole lot easier. And let me tell you what else it does too. It puts a passion inside of it. Because that's what it really boils down to. When you're passionate about something, you know why you're doing it. If you know what your purpose and what you're doing, can I, I, to my shame, I'll tell you, I have stood behind a pulpit, Brother Donnie, and I've went through the motions. I have went to my job, and I went through the motions. I've played this piano. I've sung songs, and I just went through the motions. Brother Donnie, I've knelt to my knees and I've prayed. And it's just one of those things. You're just going through the emotions. But I promise you, on the night of January the 17th of this year, when I got on my knees and prayed, most of you know what I'm talking about that night. My son's birthday. I had a wife. Prayed with passion. Pray with fervor. Anybody familiar with the Apple Watch? Apple Watch. 
uh, it keeps up your heart rate. And even when you're sitting here, you keep up your heart rate. So that night we're praying. Sister Cheryl's watch got on to her. He said, look, it, it sent her a message there and said, look, your heart rate has been over 100 and what is it? 150 for 10 minutes, over 10 minutes. Are you having a heart attack? I was keeping up with her. The problem was, is we was in the middle of prayer meeting on Fuller Hill. And she was praying with such passion and fervor because of the situation. And she knew why she was praying. Her heart rate went crazy on her at that moment. Because, see, when you got a why, you can have passion in what you're doing. Amen. And that's why we have people come to the house of God, Brother Donnie, and they sit there and they hardly do anything. They're here, but they don't know why they're here. You're watching folks that argue a lot. I mean, perhaps I should let them wear my watch, right? I have, perhaps you've seen this. This is probably something that I've seen several, several months ago, and perhaps if you may have seen it shared on uh, social media at some point. It's a three minute and 50 second video. Then I want to show you before I close this line. If it will cooperate. Uh, hopefully it'll work right. But um, if you've ever heard of a guy by the name of um hey, he's working. Can you get done? How do I know? A lot of people, when they think of the phrase, how do I know, they always want to put the what behind it. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? The, the question that you really should ask is, how do I know why I'm here? Because when you know your why, your what becomes more clear and more impactful. If you know, like for instance, um, people know that I do comedy, but that's what I do. My why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. So I can do comedy, I can write books, I can be in a movie because all of it is motivated by my why. In fact, I have a new, uh, a new web series out called Michael Jr. Break Time. Uh, we probably just did the sixth episode. It's on YouTube. So every single Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode on YouTube of Michael Jr. Break Time. What it is is it's me. I travel around the country and I do stand-up comedy in case you know. And in the middle of my comedy set sometime, I'll stop and just talk to my audience. And we've been filming this, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're in Winston-Salem. I'm going to show you a clip from Winston-Salem. And I'm just talking to this guy in the audience, and he tells me that he's a, uh, a musical instructor at a school. So I was like, all right, you're a musical instructor. You know, can you sing? Let me hear you sing a song. So this is what happened at the last episode of Michael Jr.'s Break Time. Check it. So you're a musical director? Yes, sir. All right, so um, let me get a couple Let me get a couple bars of, like, uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Go ahead. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
That bro could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Um, now, what you give me the version is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick. If you know which version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. because you're walking towards or in your purpose. Amen. That is what I mean tonight. Amen. I was diagnosed with HIV. That's not me. I will play. I close with these scriptures tonight. It's Proverbs 6 and 6. It says, go to the ant thou slowest. Consider his ways and be wise. Which have no God, overseer, or ruler. Provideth for meat in summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, O slugger? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding the hands to sleep. So shall thou probably come as one that travaileth. And I won't as an honor man. The ant, as aggravating as they can be in our lives, it know why it knows why it's doing what it's doing. The wise Solomon said, you know, you're been you're been a sluggard. You're just you're slacking, you're not not doing, you don't have no idea why you're doing what you're doing. You have no why. He said, why don't you look at the ant? Look, he knows what he's doing. He's providing meat for the summer. He's gathering food for the harvest. He said, how long are you going to sleep? How long are you going to keep in this place you are? When are you going to get up out of your sleep? You slumbering. Got your hands folded. I got close with this. I was. So 
listening to a podcast that was talking about this subject of her why. One of the speakers made this statement. He said, knowing the why allows you not to live in the someday. It allows you to live in the now. We're so caught up in the past and so afraid of the future that we can't live now. We can't live on purpose. We can't live on the time. There's people not here tonight because they're so afraid of the past afraid of the future. So with that said, I'm, I'm hoping this is some kind of little introduction to, to what I'm fixing to do here in the next few weeks. I beg you, I beg you, you stand with me tonight to begin to pray on a daily daily manner saying, God, help me, show me my life. Brother Donnie, if somebody can get a revelation of why they live for God, every addiction you struggle with will go. Every problem you have with prayer will go away. Every problem you have with reading your Bible will go away. Every depressed thought that we deal with, we're going to deal with depression, but let me tell you what. You understand, you know what? I can't get down and out. Heaven is waiting on me. I can't take that drug. It's like it's like Joseph. I can't do that with you. I can't sin against my God. I can't do that. Why? Because I know why. I serve God. And we got to know our why. What is your why? Number one is you got to make heaven your home. But outside of that, we got to figure out why we're here. So I'm done tonight. I encourage you to pray. I told you it would be very long, 35 minutes. I encourage you to pray tonight. Ask God to help us figure out why. Why I'm here. Why I'm doing what I'm doing. God, 